it's not letting it affect you. Like, yeah, I said this on a podcast the other day. It's like, what is the alternative? Mm. Like, what, you don't get in the ice bath or you don't post that video or you, you know, don't build that up because you're, like, scared of what people think or because you're, you think that you shouldn't be in this situation. Mm. Like, there is no alternative to me, at least. Welcome back to Switched On, a platform for mob like you and me who are looking to learn and grow from life experiences in order to fulfil one's potential, becoming more switched on in the process. Enjoy the episode. And from then on, I was running. That'll make sense in a little bit when we get into the pod more. But um, yeah, welcome back to the episode. Bubba, mate, how you going? Mate, I am flying. I'm uh, up and about today. Flying I'm around. excited. Yeah, had a good week and uh, I'm excited for this potty. It's yeah. going to be uh, a very good one. Mm. How about you? How are you going? Yeah, I've had a beautiful last couple of days. I've been down south, mum and dad, in um, the beautiful town of Bunbury. <laughs> and um, yeah, I've been able to go down south and do a few couple of things. So um, yeah, now back up early morning and um, I'll tell you what I did swi- to get switched on in just a little bit, but I'll hand over to you to intro our today's guest. Yeah, a bit of a change-up for us, mate, on the <laughs> intro. But today we've got Louis, who's one of the fastest-growing fitness-based creators in Australia. He's actually born in WA, if you didn't, if you didn't know that. That's um, his best. Moved to Melbourne, where he's become, I guess, the founder of Sunday Run, content creator, podcaster, model, Brooks Running Ambassador, now a reality TV star. <laughs> this guy's on, eh? <laughs> um, marathon runner. Um, I can keep going on, but he's also out there... Um, I guess helping people live their dreams, igniting their dreams, and living their best life through a lot of different things, uh, and making a huge, huge impact on um, mental well-being, mental health as well. So, um, Louis, welcome, mate. But boys, thanks for having me. What's uh, up? Wow, nice intro. <laughs> That's made me feel great. I mean, uh, yeah. I got switched on today, but now I'm even more switched on, if you're wondering. <laughs> what did you do to get switched on this morning? Mate? Great question. I actually went for a swim this morning, and I'm not normally a swimmer, um, like in Melbourne, I don't go for a swim to get switched on, but, um, you know, today I, I woke up in beautiful Cottesloe, and I thought, oh, that water is looking fresh. Yeah. I think it's 37 degrees today, so I thought I'd jump in and, and uh, get switched on that, and also probably about 400 milligrams of caffeine through all the coffees <laughs> I've had, so feeling very switched on. Brilliant. What about you, Bubba? Uh, mate, I went for a little stroll this morning, uh, did some meditation, but the biggest one, jumped in the cryo, mate. Mm. I'm on the, uh, I've been in the cryo every day this week, so I'm on the, back on the train. Stre- that's some like pretty good stress in the body. Yeah, and it was good, man. It was good. <laughs> um, yeah, it was cold though. It's yeah. cold this morning. I'll be hopping in that after the pod, I reckon. Body's a bit stiff from a run yesterday. What did you do to get switched on, mate? I woke up before my alarm in Bunbury, and then I knew because I knew I had, I had to get in the car and shoot back up. But yeah, just wet my face, hopped in the car, and I joked to mum, I was like, I'm just going to get in the car, play some Screamo, and just wake myself <laughs> up. But no, nah, I played um, my Throwback Thursday playlist, and so I was just playing some bangers. Love that. Um, listened to the pod for a bit. But um, yeah, made it just in time. This is good. No Beautiful. Idea. But, mate, Bunbury, a um, bit of history there for me, actually. Mum and Dad met in Bunbury. Oh, there you go, mate. I think they were Full they, they, they were on radio. Uh, Mum, the producer, Dad, the announcer. Right. And that was in Bunbury. So <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a big, big part of my life, lads. Have you been there yet? Uh, no, and I've been told to avoid it, actually, <laughs> <laughs> if I'm honest. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's, uh, yeah, huge. Yeah, we'll, we'll get you down. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's changed a lot since your mum and dad met. Yeah, uh, I, I reckon. Yeah, probably. <laughs> was, the, was the farmer's market around then? 
Yeah, it's just in a different spot. <laughs> yeah, you've heard of that, surely, the Bunbury Farmers Market? No, I haven't. I, I, I haven't, to be honest. I, I've heard some stories. I think that mum and dad used to like drive around. Um, they'd like hand, like they'd do radio, and then you know someone would win like a prize or something. They'd like deliver pizzas to like that <laughs> that joint, and then keep going on the radio. I don't know, but no, I haven't heard uh, much else about Bunbury, to be honest. Beautiful place. It's <laughs> fun, isn't it? A few le- few local legends come out of Bunbury, but um. Yourself being no, one. no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, mate, it's uh, when you were coming in this morning. Um, actually, it was like to Braden, how do we intro this guy? It's just like you're doing so much, um, here, then, everywhere, and you're like, I don't even know, because you're, you're 24 now, yeah, yep, 25, sorry, 25, yeah. and like, even like your resume, what you've been doing the last couple of years, like, you could just list them on. <laughs> uh, how's that been for you, just like going from one thing to the next? Yeah, well, thank you. First and foremost, I think like, yeah, going from one thing to the next, you have to in this game. So I, for those that don't know, I'm a content creator, I suppose, um, particularly in like the running sphere. Um, and that's kind of developed over time. I started out doing kind of business with uh, gym stuff, um, created something called nine to five fitness with a mate, kind of developed that and, and exited that a couple of years ago. And from there, it's just been a, a gradual kind of climb. Um, but to be honest, it, it, it always feels like I'm not doing enough. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people feel like that. But, um, yeah, it is nice to reflect and have a look over some of the things I have done and, and hear it in a condensed intro like you just had because, uh, yeah, often I feel like I'm not doing enough in, in the world of fitness and in kind of, I suppose, my life. So, um, yeah, but it's, it's I suppose that's where it comes from is just like having to keep going, keep, keep kind of clawing to the top to, uh, to make it. Yeah, well, that, th- thanks for that. Kind of answers like the normal first question about answering about yourself and a bit of history. But yeah, you jump straight into it. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. It's <laughs> I'm all for reflecting. You've on the probably podcast. been doing a fair bit lately. <laughs> hey. yeah. yeah, I'm warmed up. <laughs> is, is that a common theme in the in your I guess industry? Not feeling like you're doing enough, or not feeling like your content's good enough, or that sort of aspect? Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Um, and the second you get too comfortable like that's when you start falling off and that's when you start and uh, you know it depends what you define as as falling off and all that if you're looking at it from a numbers perspective followers and and likes and and all of that then it that that's you know super volatile it doesn't matter how much you're grinding sometimes that just doesn't like reflect but if you want to um be self-sufficient and living on your own and not having to work for someone else then you're going to have to grind it pretty hard um, what I've found as well with content is it's a huge balance. Like it's kind of like driving a manual, cl- manual car in terms of balancing the clutch because you, you can bring on all these brand deals, flog like product to all your followers, but then, and, and earn some good coin. But then on the other side, you're going to start losing followers and people are going to, you know, stop like respecting your word. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of been my balance of, of recent months and yeah, it's growing from that. Yeah, Absolutely. It's tough because I guess you'd have, as a content creator, we'll get into it as well because I want to wind it back and get a little bit mm. actually about you. But you'd have so many brands, right, reaching out and then you got to align it with who you are, your values. Is it hard to say no at times? Yeah, 100%. Um, and I, pr- I probably have not said no in the past. Yeah. Um, so, like, that's – that's and, and it's a difficult one because the coin seems so great and then, you know, you've got six to ten brand deals going at once and you're like, oh, I can balance this. But then your content just becomes pure brand deals. So, you know, I've been listening to Diary of a CEO lately. Um, and like you're part of that yesterday, actually. Yeah. And, um, and so, and he talks about, I think in his, in his book, which I'm listening to, um, 
you know, like the, the longevity and, and longevity in business and, and, you know, everything you do in life. Like often we don't think about things as though, you know, this is going to go for five, 10, a hundred years. Like we're just thinking within the next kind of three months. Um, and I've, I've definitely been caught up with that, especially in the content kind of game, you know, in the last year or so is just like thinking for that three month to a year, not thinking like five years, 10 years, because I don't want to work for anyone else and I want to do this for a long time. So um, instead of trying to pump six to 10 brand deals at once, like why don't you just have three that you're super passionate about, be able to pay rent, you can, you know, pay for your food and, and you know, a trip every now and then. Um, and yeah, you're keeping everyone happy that way. Yeah. Yeah, I like that way to go about it. It's just because you can see a lot of people that just like post this gym brand, this whatever it is, this clothing mm. brand, this clothing brand, this cl- and they're like with like five different clothing brands and you're like... Yeah. You and know, what's the point for the brand in the end? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's inter- it's quite interesting. It's it, very interesting. And it's like even, I don't know if fine or like the, the universe is listening to me or something, but literally as I was coming up the stairs, coming up this morning, just like, was on Instagram to swipe across and then Brooks running comes up and says, oh, he's looking. I was like, I have to see this guy in about five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the greats, the Brooks yeah. one. They stayed. If you're wondering, <laughs> I love them. What are, what are the runners that you use from Brooks? Oh, mate, all of them, luckily. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, the, they just came out with a new glycerin. I think glycerin 21 is what it's called and it's just unreal. So that's like my everyday runner. Yeah. Um, and then I am a sucker for a good bit of branding and a sexy looking shoe. And uh, they've got the um, Hyperion Elites and they've, that they've, they've had the threes, which like a carbon plated shoe, but they've got the four coming out and I'm super hyped for that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they're not cheap. I was a big fan of the ghosts for a while. Yeah. Nice. Um, good shoes. I was working at sports power and just like got the, got the good deals and stuff, but it was either like the ghost of the glycerin. So yeah, that's yeah. always the way, but now I, I love Brooks as a brand, like so good to work with, you know, um, you, you might've noticed it like Brad in, in terms of when you're working with brands and stuff, sometimes they can be so pushy. And, and just like pushing you to like post, post, post or, or, you know, do this, do that. Like Brooks are just like, just wear them and like put us in your content if you want, you know, not too much pressure. This episode is not sponsored by Brooks. Not sponsored by Brooks, <laughs> yeah. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> but um, mate, let's, let's wind it back before we go dive deep in. Yeah, a little bit more, I guess. Why, I guess, about you and why you got into this area of work and how it all started and... um. Yeah, if you can touch on that sort of stuff. Yeah, sure. I mean, so like always been um, pretty keen on sport and fitness, uh, just loved footy when I was younger. Growing up playing footy, um, I was always really small, like couldn't quite crack into the top teams. Um, so never, never a jet by any means, but played it right up until last year. Um, and I think just with that came a real passion for training and, and pushing my body. Uh, so came out of school, um, still very small and just started hitting the gym and, and building up a bit of size. Nothing crazy, but, you know, enough to kind of have people asking uh, how I was doing it. Um, and then matched up alongside Gab, my mate, and we, we just built the business 9 to 5 Fitness. And that was kind of apparel and then also um, programming. And with that, we kind of had heaps of questions coming in on how to do this, how to do that. And we started doing content with the sole ambition to, like, build that business, not to build our personal brands. So... Um, yeah. And, and we learned pretty quickly, the only way to sell things is to be marketable yourself and like you are the business. So we both built our personal brands up, um, and kind of the rest is history really. Like it's, um, just kind of been a, a snowball from there. Yeah. It's, um, I guess you must've just figured it out. Like, how old were you? Like 15, 14? 
when we started like yeah. gymming and stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, 15, 16 when we started gymming really or even 18. Um, but started 9 to 5 fitness when we were 21, I think. And what – because you were studying at the time as well? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was, yep, doing agribusiness. <laughs> Just a complete like difference. Yeah, exactly. It's opposites. So people want to do – certain things so they got aspirations they got dreams and goals mm. but they don't take that action what was the turning point for you to be like nah i want to this is what i want to do yeah it's it's kind of been a slow development it, it wasn't like a just a you know concise decision on one day i woke up it was like i came out of school not knowing what i wanted to do i went on a gap year which is great um and then got into uni it was all right didn't really enjoy it to be honest but that's fine just kind of ticking the box um and yeah, just slowly kind of morphed into doing fitness content. Um, and I still don't think it's like, like, I don't want to be a content creator for the rest of my life. You know, I don't want to be making TikToks, you know, when I'm 40, <laughs> like that's nightmare fuel. But um, for now, I see it as like a passage to getting to where I want to be, especially in business and stuff. But for those that are, you know, looking to get into it and stuff, I was talking about this on a podcast the other day, actually, it's like. I have so many people message me asking to go for a coffee to talk about their new like want to do content and like, oh, can I pick your brains on content? It's like, yep, no worries. But it's always the exact same conversation, the same questions in like, so I've got this idea. The idea is fantastic. Um, here's the video. The video is really well edited and, and already recorded. Uh, should I upload it? Yes, you should <laughs> upload it. Like, like what am I going to say that's going to, you know, I, I can look at the video and critique it from like a editing perspective um, but then at the end of the day, you actually just need to take the plunge and start posting. And it's one of the hardest things, particularly talking about like Instagram and stuff is going from posting nights out with the lads or like photos of you playing footy to like, this is how to run a 5k. Mm. Like your followers are going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, often like that's, that's a really big question I get. And it's just like, you literally, there's no other way than you just need to do it. But starting out, do you feel like just that fear of like pressing the share button oh, or like yeah. wanting to like just get that, like I guess people come up to you for that confirmation, like mm. is this good enough? Yeah, I think so. And and whether it's a particular video or if they should start, but yeah, it's, it's just that confirmation. Um, and yeah, I mean, you just think you just have, have to do it. Like, you know, uh, well, you don't have to do it. You, you can not do it. Um, but I reckon you'd be pretty pissed off with yourself if you mm. don't, you know. When did you start getting to the point where like – well, I mean, even if you do still now, but like, you're just not caring what other like people think. You're just like, oh, just like, I'm just going to do me. This my, what I'm going to mm. do is my personal brand. And then, yeah, just kind of just show your authentic self. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I still, I still do like go to post something. I'm like, oh, it's <laughs> a bit, that's <laughs> a stretch. <laughs> this will be, uh, I'll post it and turn the phone off <laughs> and walk away for, yeah. from it. But um, I don't know. I think like, like the second it, which was from the start to be honest, but like when it was a business and like when it was like, I'm doing this with a purpose. So like when I was posting for nine to five fitness and like I'm posting because like we're trying to build a business. So mm. if I don't post, then the business doesn't grow. Who's going to like tear that down? Obviously people do, but who cares? Um, and then for me, it's, it's developed over time and like trying to actually help people and like coming from a, a place of seeing and like seeing my DMS and stuff of people messaging me being like, you helped me do this. Like I started running because of you, like, that's your reason. Yeah. So it, it was f understanding the reason and then going from there. Yeah. So off the back of that, mm. you talk about um, building your own brand and now it's the run guy, right? Yeah. People say. But how did you transition, I guess, and 
set your social media up now because your niche is now running. Mm. But like, is there any other content you'd love to post? And is it like, well, like you said there, like my purpose and my passion now is around running. So I'm going to post on that. But then I don't post as much gym stuff or as much, you know, mm. whatever else it might be. Like, how do you find that balance? Yeah. And your own personal stuff too. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is a, it's a difficult balance. Um, I mean, it kind of, like with content and stuff from what I've found is it's kind of just like, it kind of finds you a little bit and it sounds a bit woo-woo, but I mean, I didn't know I'd be, would become like a running content creator. But then at the start of, of this year, 2023, I um, was posting stuff about running and it just blew up. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just went crazy. So it's like, well, naturally, like I've got all these followers who are keen on running. So I'm going to keep posting for that. Um, I think a good way to look at it is like a 70-30 split. So 70% of your content created to like gaining new followers, 30% to like retaining followers. Yeah, nice, yeah. Um, and, and within that, you know, like 70%, it doesn't have to all be running. Like some of it can be gym stuff. Some of it might be like mindset, mental health stuff. Others might be sink and piss with your mates. Mm. Like that's okay. Um, but then that 30%, you're going back to retaining the followers. Why do they follow you? If that's the running thing, well then, you know, start like make more of that kind of the running content but yeah i i try not to be too governed by likes followers and kind of engagement because then you'll start losing yourself a little bit and i think that's um a bit too external yeah, yeah. slippery slope and, and you see that sometimes with content creators in terms of like like they've had no one tell them like bro what are you doing you know like sometimes it's good to hear that um same, same with the hate stuff you know tom and i talk about it a lot in terms of like it's actually sometimes good to listen to the hate because it's giving you a little bit of direction. Mm. Now, the hate that's like really personal, like you suck, you shouldn't do this, like whatever, put put that <laughs> aside. But like there is sometimes hate where it's like, oh, like you totally missed it on this one. Maybe try do this. It's like it's, you yeah, could actually feedback. take that. Yeah, it's good feedback. You can take that on and kind of, yeah, apply it. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah mate. Um, even, even like just like, you finding your niche now, which obviously is the running, but like I've all, like, you can see like the trend in like the last year oh, or man. so. <laughs> it's just like, I'm not sure if running cult's the right word, but mm. like it's definitely the trend. And like, I mean, it's a good trend or like, I mean, yeah, cult that people are drawn to. Like, they're getting, getting out, getting like fit and healthy. 100%. Um, but it's just taken off. And like, even myself, like, I've hopped on it as well. I've been running way more and just like, um, I mean, obviously you're aware of like the likes of Brockman and, um, and these mm. guys and those guys are just the ones that I look to just for inspiration sometimes getting yeah. out the door, even yourself. Like I remember following you for a while now and just like your transition from going that into the running industry as well. Well, it's a big one is, is that transition I think is like, I, I realized really quickly, I don't want to be a bodybuilder. Like there's nothing about that that excites me. Um, I think it's unhealthy. I think it's pretty toxic as well. The thought of posing in front of a mirror I'd rather poke my eye out with a blunt stick. So um, I learned pretty quickly, like, let's get away from um, bodybuilding and generally just be fitter, healthier, and thus happier. Mm. Um, so, and, and I think a lot of people are making that change. It comes with maturity as well. So like I noticed when I was younger, like hitting the gym, I, all I wanted to do was put on size so I could be as big as other people. Yeah. And then, you know, you, I'm 25 now, I'm getting old, lads. 
um, you realise pretty quick that it's... Don't say it, mate. <laughs> it's killing me. 20, as soon as I hit 25 a month ago, I'm like, nah. Yeah, it's brutal, isn't it? Oh, the hangovers get worse as well. But you, you realise you realize pretty quickly, like, actually, I just want, like, longevity and health, and I don't care about how big I am yeah. or really what other people think. Yeah. That is... That's interesting, because mm. from a outside world, right, I'm going to... I've talked to a few people... They follow you, follow Tom, and they're like, oh, they're doing sick stuff. Like, oh, it's easy for them to look good. It's easy for them mm. to do that when it's there. You cop that all the time. Oh, 100%. But a lot of people don't. They're like, oh, they just love being healthy. I'm like, you tell telling me they don't want to have a beer. you tell me they don't want to have some <laughs> cake. you tell telling me they don't want to go and do all that sort of stuff. Like, the amount of work that you guys are putting in to stay fit mm. and healthy um, so I love how you say you you want to stay fit and healthy. You don't want to put on all the size. Mm. But I guess it comes back when it is your your lifestyle. Does it get hard? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a, a big one as well. Like I'm not a professional athlete, you know. Um, Which, and you, sorry to cut you off. No, you're a lot right. of people don't understand that. Yeah, hundred percent. Right? And and you know the people who say that, and I make it really clear in my content, like this is my job. I can dedicate six, seven days to doing this and to being fit, to being healthy, to getting the right amount of sleep. I don't necessarily do that, but I can if I want to, which is fantastic. But yeah, I, I love a beer. I love eating like crap, um, but it's not overly conducive to the lifestyle I'm trying to live. So it is a, it is a bit of a balance. Tom's gone down a real route of like 5am every day and, you know, no beers and like, grinding good on him like that's that's his thing that's not really my thing i'm more than happy to have a drink um you know i'll go out for dinner with my mates all the time eat copious amounts of carbs <laughs> and feel absolutely fine about it because well, can, you can run them off <laughs> yeah exactly and but also it's just like i like i, I noticed a lot um in my content is like this, when i started doing this marathon stuff which is like more of a, a personal selfish achievement, but you, you lose a lot of engagement from people who there's just no chance they're going to run a marathon, yeah. which is most people. So like, it, that was a really good wake up for me. Like, yeah, got the marathon done. That was fun. But like, no one cares about going for a 30 K jog on a Sunday. Like yeah. that's, it's just not achievable. People want to hear how to go for a 5k. They want to hear how to, you know, run for 30 seconds, walk for 30 seconds and just like super achievable stuff. So, um, yeah, that's, that's been kind of my, my thoughts with my content lately. And I'm going to go off the content. I, I just respect the you just saying like, yeah, I love a beer. I love some carbs. I love catching up with mates and going for dinner. And you live with a bloke at the moment that is like, yeah, like you said, he's <laughs> doing all this stuff. So like, just even, to clear that up, that's Tom Bolsh, not yeah, Tom Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's prime train. Prime train, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like um, he's dedicating like, so much to that oh, moment, 100%. Right? yeah, and not drinking beers and, and all that sort of stuff which is also a lot of respect to him 100%. and how he's going about it but I just love how you're in the same house and you're still you just don't it doesn't seem like you compare yourselves to each nah. other you, do you just bounce off each other really well or yeah 100% it's, it's a good point as well because like Tom and I could like we could be competitors to each other, but we found that we actually don't stand on each other's feet at all. Like not, not at all when it comes to content, his followers are so different to mine. Like I, 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 I don't want his followers. He doesn't want mine. If that makes sense, mm. you know, like, um, so 
that that's been really handy. Um, and we're, we are able to help each other out a whole lot. And, you know, I take stuff from him all the time in terms of, you know, his grind and his, um, you know, the, the no beers and the shredding and the 30 day challenges stuff. Like it's not my thing, but I can still take little bits from it. And he, you know, absolutely motivates me for that. Mm. And I motivate him to have a bloody beer. So, <laughs> Mate, I can't help but hear that and think about me and you. Yeah. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm more like you and then yeah, yeah. Tom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's good. It's, it's a good, it's a good balance to have like in, in a household too, I, I can imagine. But it's same like me and Tom, like our relationship, it's like the yin and yang, right? Mm. It's just, and we just click so well. Um, even though he's only 21, he's a little baby. 22, but, mate. Yeah. 22. Oh, Enjoy it, mate. Ooh, it's coming. <laughs> but like, I think <laughs> it's downhill from here. Yeah, I just, I just think it's, it's cool that you can both do your own thing, but mm. then still come back, help each other out. Because, like you talked about earlier, the the mental health aspect that'll come with it, the haters, um, the challenges, the obstacles, but also trying to stay in touch with what's actually happening. Are you doing enough? Like you want to have holidays, all that sort of stuff. But mm. how do you take control of your own mental health? And like, do you have a, I guess, a support system or routines or something to really keep you in that that mindset? Yeah, I mean, the support system is pretty much everything. Like, I've got the best people around me from from friends, from you know, parents to to my girlfriend. Like, everyone that is around me is is super um, understanding of exactly what what I do, um, and also like able to look at it quite kind of, I don't know, objectively and like quite kind of, you know, in a way that when I cop hate or whatever, like they don't care. Um, you know, Big Brother, for example, I was, I was on that. So I actually went on the show. It was a year ago was when it was filmed Shit, and it came out dude. a year later. Such a stitch up, whatever. Fuck that. But um, <laughs> year later. The, 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 the stuff, yeah. So the, the comments that were coming out with that were just like absolutely brutal and um, I was, you know, pretty hated on it at times. I was like the strategy guy and, and all of that. And like yeah, the people- I watched it because you're on. <laughs> yeah, no, really? He didn't, yeah. didn't have a plan. Yeah, yeah no, that <laughs> no was me. Plan. Mate, no one had a plan. I'm looking around going, you people are just <laughs> yeah. idiots. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, and uh, and just like the people around me knew, like, like when I'm getting hate, like they don't need to read out the comments, you know, um, and say, oh- this person said, you're a weak dog scum, you know, and it's like my, the people around me don't need to do that. Um, so yeah, like I able to look at it really objectively. I don't actually have any like routines necessarily to kind of um, combat that stuff. But I think just the people around me is, has been, yeah, the, the real big one. And, you know, it's, it's the same with like with, with my content in terms of um, coming up with ideas and, and trying to kind of uh, create content it, you don't want resistance and it's it's really common to have you know, especially playing footy and stuff when I was playing is like you know oh if you, you put out a video it's like just little comments here and there like oh I saw that video pretty fucking lame or even not not quite that like what were you doing in that video mate like geez you know going for a run and filming yourself that's a bit it's a bit bit of me 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 like that resistance is going to be cancerous to being able to build a, a, a following or just build a business. So yeah. cutting people like that out as quick as you can, because it's, it's not a reflection of you. Often it's a reflection of them and like their insecurities. So yeah. any kind of added resistance in terms of create uh, creative thinking or in terms of posting videos, um, I've just gotten, gotten out of my life. Has that affected your family at all at the start? Like when you copped all this stuff or any relationship? Nah. Oh, I mean, my, you know, 
mum would hear things from her friends and stuff at, at times, but she couldn't care less. Hey, like, uh, yeah, I, she, mum's so on board with everything I do and, mm. you know, across it, especially from the business perspective, I'm lucky she's a, a corporate coach. So she, her day to day is kind of dealing with CEOs and stuff and coaching them through crises. So, um, we're pretty like well versed in that area, but, um, yeah, no, it would, it's, it hasn't, hasn't affected family life or anything like that. Yeah, that's good because you see some, you hear about stories of people wanting to go into the, I guess, entrepreneurship and then their family are just like, nah, you, you yeah. won't be able to do it, you won't do it. So to have that backing, I guess, to have your mum. Mm. So what's, what's exactly, what does she? So corporate coach, so um, like like coaching in business. So she'll coach people. So she's had, had like a, a long life in, in corporate. She's finished up like working for people. She works for herself now coaching people through, you know, various um, issues and stuff. And, and dad's a, a teacher. So yeah, they've, they've never been pushy in regards to um, like you have to go this path, have to go that path. I came out of school wanting to go to uni and they said, no, you have to go on a gap year. So completely opposite to what a lot of people are used to. Um, and yeah, they're super supportive. Yeah, to have, so good. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's have that in your corner. Mm. It's, it's huge, right? Yeah, 100%. It's it's everything. Um, I was curious, have you, well, like having your mum and dad in that space and like it's kind of, it kind of sounds like, yeah, you want to go to uni, but having your mum as like a business coach, mm. like that, must oh, have been mate. so beneficial for you. Like, <laughs> it still is, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's silly um, how 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 well she thinks mm. when it comes to business. Like just so like um, like just just such a good thinker, essentially. Especially when it comes to business. So any you know, I'm, I'm told you boys before. I'm, I'm building an app at the moment, and that is it's fast become a people management role in terms of I'm dealing with you know people creating the app I'm de- dealing with marketers you know there's I'm dealing with lawyers and, and trying to set it all up and it's uh, my role has quickly become into management which is pretty much what she's done in her whole life so um, yeah being able to bounce ideas off and um, you know like I had had a had some controversy halfway through the year um, in like that really public breakup with with Gab and like the nine to five fitness thing and like having mum in my corner was it just everything because she's she was so pragmatic with it and so like like not don't feed into it like don't respond mm. you don't need to come back at it because i'm getting i'm seeing things get put up online that's just completely made up and i'm like about to send you know a message off what's you know this is what's happening guys and mum's like chill the fuck out turn your phone off put it all away and just relax for a little bit. Yeah, and then good. naturally like it, you, you can come up with a plan. Um, so yeah, I bounce ideas off them all the time. Oh, I, I do. I do, but I don't want to touch on that situation. Yeah. That you brought <laughs> what, cause I don't want to touch on that as in what happened or anything. Yep. What I want to touch is you didn't react. You didn't <laughs> go out on social media. You didn't post anything. Mm. That takes a lot, man, to not do that. Like, it was oh, hard, yeah. yeah. Like to, some people would bite straight away, and like, a lot of people had their own opinions. As everyone, the humans, right? Everyone has their own opinion on, and they don't even know the whole situation. But I don't know if it's in in you, and I want to get into your who, what you value as a person, because off the back of that, there's got to be, I guess, some integrity or empathy or compassion for others as well. So. Did that play into it, like who you truly are as a person? And was it hard to, I guess, not react, but then stay true to, you know, I guess who, what you value and who you are? Yeah, 100%. I, it, like what, for me looking back at it, it was totally like I know who I am and I know who, what the people around me, like they, they know who I am. So 
anything from there, it doesn't really matter. Like social media, it's not even real. Like it's just some numbers on a screen. Who cares? So straight away, I was able to distance myself. On top of that is like, I always backed the fact like this is, it's really hot and it hurts at the moment, but like look, look further than that. Like I'm, we're going long-term plan. Like if this person wants to start like genuinely fabricating and making stuff up, then that's okay. Let them do that. And the people who are getting sucked into it and aren't able to like critically think for themselves, well, that's fine. Like I don't actually want them to be in my corner necessarily. So that's okay. Um, it was interesting though, just seeing how quickly people switch up, you know, like the, uh, I, um, there's plenty, I got so many death threats and stuff and like just people just like losing it because they were, I think they'd, they'd seen like themselves in that situation. Obviously it seemed like, you know, Tom and I were, were bullying Gab and then, and then they had seen like kind of, they might, these kids might've been bullied before and that they've just lost it. So I kind of understand from their perspective that if they're going to message me, like they've seen something, they're like, shit, that was me once. Um, but just watching how quickly people switch up, I'd, I'd have DMs like, Hey Louie, absolutely love you. You're the best ever. Two weeks later, kill yourself. Like I absolutely fucking hate you. You are the worst. You're the scum. And then, you know, four weeks later, Hey, sorry, I shouldn't have sent that. It's like, mate, these, some of these people are tapped. Like mm, yeah. <laughs> you got to learn, you, you got to, you, you do realize like, wow, they're either 14 or they're seriously unwell. So, um, with those kind of messages, I was really able to just like, understand like where people are coming from you know like just and, and actually feel sorry for them so um yeah just the pros and cons of social media right eh? yeah 100 yeah, percent. yeah exactly yeah. and with that comes a whole different perception right so i guess you, you've got two perceptions in your life at the moment you got your, your well probably three you've got your own and what you think of yourself and mm. who you are and you said you know yourself and then you've got what well, your family your friends like close ones think of you, and then you got social media mm. so I would love to break that down into, I guess, firstly, what you think your perception is from, of your family and your friends and then of social media and then of yourself. Yeah. Because that's like having what you think and who you are in this world is pretty impactful and where you want to go to stay true to you. But you're going to have a lot of different perceptions. So I'd love to break those three down. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, family and friends, I mean, like the people close to me, uh, they've always known me as like, someone who's, you know, I'm certainly not academic by any means, um, very kind of like easygoing and, and quite relaxed, love a laugh. Um, and I think, yeah, just probably, I mean, uh, my family thinks really highly of me in, in regards to like what I can do and my ability, but no one really thinks, I don't think anyone would really believe that like, you know, I'm necessarily going to be like a, you know, huge businessman one day who's, you know, developing all these businesses and stuff. What I think of myself, I absolutely think that of myself. I think I can make it really far and think I can do heaps in whatever sphere that is. Um, I'm not going to ever be the person to work for Deloitte and plug numbers in on a spreadsheet all day um, and feel content with that. So that's kind of like, yeah, you know, from the school I, was, I went to, I was lucky enough to go to Wesley College. Like that's kind of what you do coming out of school. So um, perception of myself has been very kind of uh, a process in understanding that that's not going to be me. Um, and I think that's, um, it's been a long journey in, in terms of being able to back myself in conversations, in business, in life. Um, but also understand like, you don't have to be able to, you know, recite Shakespeare, um, or remember, you know, every time's table (laughs) (laughs) to be successful in life. So, um, I think, yeah, really highly of myself, um, 
I'm super critical as well. Uh, I I don't kind of um, I get really pissed off when I when I muck things up and probably something I need to work on. Uh, but then also recently, I think especially with the Big Brother stuff, has been working on like self love uh, and and from a perspective of like. You know, watching Big Brother, which was filmed a year ago, it was easy for me to sit there and go like, oh, I'm such a dickhead for saying this. Like, I, I like, and, and saying like really harsh things about myself. I actually had to stop myself um, from doing that because I was like, I'm talking to myself from a year ago. Mm. Um, and then even further from that is, you know, how I talk about myself when I was 15, 16 and, and stuff like that. So um, working on kind of that area. Um, but yeah, it hasn't kind of been a, <laughs> like it's, it's just, it's a long process, isn't it? And I think when you're in the trenches and when you're, when there's social media scandals going on, when, you know, you're on big brother and you've got 70 people saying you're a dog for evicting th this person, like that's when you really learn a lot about yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have done, uh, the third one was social media and like the perception of me I, and what people think it's, it's a hard, I think I've actually done pretty well in, in, uh, kind of crafting a persona that's really kind of oh, especially post big brother but quite like analytical quite um well spoken at times and uh not showing too much emotion which is good and and i'm, I'm happy with that persona um it's not necessarily a hundred percent who i am because you know I, I was watching big brother back and just like i i'd be in situations where i was getting interviewed and i thought i was showing so much emotion and speaking eloquently and, and so on and then I watch it back my face is like dead cold like my words just aren't coming out as, as what I thought they were and um, I look like a completely different person to, to who I am so mm. I think the persona I have on social media is actually a little bit more kind of dulled down and, and watered down to what I actually am in real life yeah thanks for sharing that and I want to I'm so glad you touched on the, the self-love aspect of things because I love all that that area but I'm in a I guess the situation at the moment where I'm still like, I'm, it's like taking the plunge, right? I know it's still a little bit of grey water and where I want to go, but I sort of got these ideas. But I guess it kind of for me, it's that thing of, man, no one, no one cares what you're doing. No one mm. is gonna care. But it's like just post the video or just post the content. But I guess where I'm where I'm going with this question is, how do you? from your own i guess perception of of yourself like found out that this is who i am and and the process of trying to find that person because it's really hard to find who you are and sit with those thoughts and because co we're constantly telling ourselves those thoughts that you were just talking about before so have you, what has there been any is it journaling is it mm. um you know just sitting in solitude what what's been that i guess help to find the growth, especially over the last year from, I guess, big brother in a year ago to where you are now, but mm. that, that growth aspect of who you are and, and dive into more of that. Yeah, sure. It's hard to put a finger on it. Honestly, like running would be a huge one. Like I wasn't running that much prior to big brother. Um, I'd done a half marathon, but wasn't kind of like really sitting into the fact like you can run to meditate. Um, so going for runs has been a huge one and just like, yeah, kind of something I can do and, and compete against myself only. I think. Do you run just with anything? Uh, I'll, it depends what kind of run I'm doing. I, I do multiple runs throughout the week, but often I'll start without headphones. 
Um, and then last, you know, 5Ks, I might chuck some headphones in to get me home. But um, often, yeah, run without, without music and, and with my own thoughts. Um, and, and a lot kind of comes up at that point. Uh, and, and you can learn a lot about yourself, you know, just sitting there and, and really kind of deconstructing thoughts in your mind whilst having a high heart rate and being kind of in the hurt zone. Um, on top of that, I mean, geez, I've learned so much about myself from having a girlfriend. Like, uh, Izzy, I, I, th- I think we've been together almost six months now, officially a, a little bit longer overall. <laughs> it's big brother shit, man. A year ago, yeah. everyone would be thinking, oh. The, yeah, <laughs> think, think that one. That, that's another one I, I learned a lot about myself. Hooked up with a girl on the show and then I have a different <laughs> girlfriend to watch it. Yeah. Try, try and work that one through. Uh, she took it like an absolute champ. But, um, you know, like a, a, a girlfriend – yeah, you, know, you you have to learn so much about yourself. I've I've been in relationships previously and, and never taken it as seriously as, as what I do now. And um, and, and it's it's kind of like you know you you have to do that if you're going to bring someone else into your life or if you're going to be in someone else's life. It, there's there's no alternative to what I can see. So um, I've learned so much from myself from running, from having a girlfriend, and um, yeah, I think it's just like maturity, isn't it? You know, just starting to to reflect a little bit on yourself. Mm. So I just want to touch on the answer you said before on the persona aspects, like you answer that very well. And then I'll just, <laughs> if that was me, I would have forgot the question halfway through, yeah. especially in three different ways, but, um, kind of involves the last question as well. Just like, just that aspect in what you're doing and imposter syndrome, mm. like, because a lot of what you're doing is shared with the social world and stuff and like how that contrasts with like you as actual person, like how, how does that play? into you yeah hugely I, yeah. I have a huge amount of imposter syndrome um i think you're doing something wrong if you don't um if you're in this in this world um yeah I, you can't let it affect you too much though like i'm not going to let it stop me from doing things and i think uh that's where you know things like an ice bath or you know cold, cold dips or, or doing something you really don't want to do but still making yourself do it that's where those things kind of come into day-to-day life so far out i i get it when i'm going to the shops is like not imposter syndrome, but like, oh, I honestly, I just want to buy this online. I can't be bothered talking to someone behind the counter and looking through the racks. But it's like, no, now you have to go in because you've said that to yourself. Like yeah. the second I say to myself, like, oh, I don't want to do this. Like, no, now you have to do you it. you challenge yourself. Yeah. yeah. Like, and what, like, what's the alternative is like, I don't go in, I do it online. I will know inside that I like took the easy way out. So, um, you know, that's the same with ice baths. Like I've been about to get in an ice bath before and I've gone, no, nah, no, nah, actually I might not do that. And it's like, no, no, <laughs> that's my whole week done if I do that. So, um, yeah, it's kind of a, a roundabout way to answer your question, but I have a huge amount of imposter syndrome. Um, but I really make sure I don't let it affect me. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, I, I think I'm able to like, uh, yeah, I feel like I'm not doing enough all the time. So, with that, you know, it's probably contrary to the, to the self-love thing, but I'm like, right, I've got to work and I've got to come up with ideas. I've got to build shit. I've got to keep growing. Otherwise, you know, it's, it'll all just get taken away from me. Mm. So I guess it, like the aspect of imposter syndrome gets outweighed by those other characteristics like the mm. discipline and the, um, and the drive to just constantly be better. Yeah. And just not letting it affect you. Like I said, it's on a podcast the other day. It's like, what is the alternative? Mm. Like what you don't get in the ice bath or you don't post that video or you, you know, don't build that up because you're like scared of what people think or because you're, you think that you shouldn't be in this situation. Mm. Like there is no alternative to me at least. Yeah. Have you always been a person that's been like comfortable or like wanting to be in the spotlight or in the camera? Oh, 
Ah, oh, mate. I mean, in in school and stuff, I was, you know, kind of loud. I was often joking around and all of that. Um, so I suppose internally, like, uh, thought that I should be in some kind of situation like that. I'd say people's perception of me was not like that, though. Mm. You know, like if you asked mates from school. Um, who were outside of my circle and stuff, like what they, they thought I'd do. I don't think it would be content creation, anything in the fitness world um, or anything to do with what I'm doing now. Because, mm. yeah, what has been that, like, main driver in wanting to influence or, like, just or inspire others in that health and well-being? Mm. Oh, it's it's 100% the messages and stuff I get. Like, the the or people coming up to me as well. Um, it's It's so... It, it's it's quite hard to actually understand. Um, and when you see a number on the screen, whatever that may be, it's easy to just like push that aside. Yeah, I've got this many followers or like, yep, this many people like, like my cool, post. And then you move on. To yeah, the then you move on. But then you do something like a run club and you have a hundred people get down. Like, fuck, that is a lot of people, mm. you know? So so that straight away there's perspective and there, there's reason to keep going. The other one is, yeah, the, the messages I get, especially when I was making a, like heaps more running content, earlier in the years, just like the amount of messages I was getting where it's like, not only have you made me start running, but it's like, I like, my mental health is better. And, and beyond that, you know, like lives are getting saved. Now I'm not saying the life was like any lives are saved by me, but that's what people are implying in messages. So, um, if you'd be a psychopath, if you read those and thought now I might just put it all away, Mm. (laughs) you know? Yeah. I'm I'm glad you've gone into this segment because I, like I, I said in the intro, mate, you're, you're inspiring and, and changing lives and you literally are saving lives. So you <laughs> don't take that back. But um, I want to touch on this aspect of it. So is that like, do you love building a community? Yeah, 100%. And how, and how has that aspect really like fulfilled you? Yeah, I think... So, so the community building stuff kind of started um, later in this year where it was just like, all right, we need to, we need to like, like we need to be around people more. It's so easy to just sit behind a screen. Anyone can do that, to be honest, like sit behind a screen and like create videos, sit in their room and, you know, upload video. Like where it comes in is when you're meeting people. Um, but then also you're almost like cultivating friendship. So I started a run club Um well, Tom and I, well, I, I started it, Tom got involved and now it's like kind of our, our run club together. And, um, I, uh, like there's been times, you know, this weekend, for example, I, I can't make it. I'm not, not in Melbourne. I'm in Perth, obviously. So, um, but the, the run club keeps happening and, and these people have like got lifelong friends now from this run club, mm-hmm. which we were able to start. So that alone is like reason enough to do it. But yeah, community wise is just, um, it's so nice to be around people who are like-minded and, kind of on the same wavelength. Uh, and then also like I'm meeting people that I ne- never would have met otherwise. I wouldn't meet them in a club or in a bar, in a pub. Like I, I wouldn't meet them at the footy. I'd, I'd, the only place I would meet these people are at a run club. So um, that's been really cool. And just, yeah, seeing kind of, um, yeah, seeing, seeing like re- relationships created uh, at, at, you know, this run club has been awesome. And w- Obviously, you go for a run and then you go for a coffee and, mm. and that. So when when the conversation starts at the, at the cafe, what what goes on? What conversations sort of happen? Because it's a lot different to when you're out on the piss and mm. drinking. Like, you know, you meet people there and it's they're probably blowing smoke up. Yeah, but when you're at a coffee shop and you've just finished a run and, and you know, it's pretty intimate. Yeah. Does it get pretty, like, intense? Yeah, oh, I mean, like... 
And do people open up about their own challenges and things like that? Hugely, yeah. I, the, the run club, at least the run club that I run, it's, it's actually so not about the run. <laughs> like, mm. The run's just like a, the reason to pull us all together. It's more about the, the cold dip, which it's bloody cold in Melbourne, so it is a cold dip, into the coffee after. Um, and, yeah, the conversations, like, they range. The, you know, the, and it's, it's out, like, I'm not a celebrity or anything, but I, I really was nervous when I started. It was going to be like a meet and greet. And I was like, I don't want to come here and like, we have to, you know, I have to, Hey, you know, you play footy, how's, how's things. It was, but it, it wasn't like that at all. It's like, like-minded people that they couldn't give a flying fuck who I am or what I do. Like, it's just a community that we've created and they're all able to come down and converse together. So like the conversations, I mean, it ranges from anything, doesn't it? But the good thing about the run is kind of gets the, the small talk out the way early. Yeah. And then the coffee after, yeah, there's people talking about life, um, you know, relationships and, um, and all sorts. Well, I guess, yeah, after, after a run and a dip, it's not like you're going out and you're dressed up, you're not glammed up. You've actually yeah. just broken down a few of the layers, a few of the barriers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's pretty, it's like people willing to be vulnerable. hundred percent. And, and you have, there's always people within those communities who are, you know, much more outgoing and stuff. Um, and it's cool to see them kind of like, to be honest, Tom and I kind of sit back a fair bit and just watch these people all mingle together. You've got the kind of more loud, boisterous ones looking after the quieter ones. There's always like a newcomer who's like sitting to the side on their own, a little bit nervous and just watching it all come together is awesome. The other thing as well, I'm not single. If you were single though, I would be getting down to a run club as soon as possible because <laughs> the there we have a, it's a 50-50 split, men and women at, at, this, at the run club I'm at. There's everyone are beautiful people and they're like-minded as well. So I, I, when I was single, I was doing the wrong thing by going out to meet girls <laughs> because I, I should have been at run clubs. Yeah. So that's the lesson I'm taking away. I'm going to Melbourne and going to your run club. Yeah, get down. Well, yeah, we've been <laughs> pretty lucky in Perth because like, it's so good to hear like these communities that are mm. growing. I mean, I'll say the word like post-COVID kind of thing, but like people, that's people who like want it. They're thriving for mm. it and they're screaming. Um, cause we've had ones over here. Like you might've heard like things like cold nips, um, yep. they're coming over like, or well, they're starting on Gold Coast thing. Um, we've had them in the pod a couple of weeks ago. They're awesome. doing some good things, but, um, I, I saw on your post, like you're doing the, we're doing the run on Sunday. Sunday yeah. cool. So yeah, listeners get down to that. Oh, actually no, I probably won't, <laughs> episode, <laughs> episode won't be out by the time. Maybe you edit quick. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we'll share it in the story anyway. Yeah, it's cool. done. Yeah, that'll be good. But um, um, I saw one of the other run clubs that we we've had. Oh, Steve, he does the early ones. Not yeah. sure if you saw his comment, but you spelt is like he goes, you spell it Scarborough, Scarborough wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. So he they they do the run club yeah. um, Sunday mornings on, at Scarborough too. Awesome. Um, we've been to a few of them, and yeah, same thing. Just like such good vibe, fifty fifty split. Um, yeah. So yeah, you just like just bump into so many like oh, minded people. Mate, it's fantastic. There's actually a bit of run club, not beef here in Perth, but yeah, I've is. had about four or five messages of like, get down to this one, get down to this one. Mm. So I'm going to one tomorrow, which is fr uh, Friday morning. Um, I've forgotten the name. I should give him a shout out, but I'm get getting down to that one. Um, another one was trying to get me down on Christmas day, which was like um, sink beers <laughs> after a run or something. <laughs> that's wild i've got to get to the uh you know the family christmas lads so yeah rise plus run club is the one i'm going oh, to rise and run yeah that's rise that's cot hey that's rise and run yeah, yeah meeting at alito or the, that coffee joint that's there. early yeah six six thirty yeah. what time is it hang on i'll tell you six a.m how good is that yeah mm. jeez and then there's, yeah there's so there's early ones there's that one there's just there's a, another one that happens on free ones too like, there's that many mm. in it 
and I reckon it is a bit of a war. Like, oh, they're it's, all it's like, a war. yeah, and it's and it's like you're in my territory. Like, yeah, like, get out of here. Like, Scar- <laughs> like early ones and Steve in Scarborough. That like gets packed because he's sort of the only real one up that way that does it. Mm. Cottesloe, all down there. That's where the yeah. And but it's funny because they do one will do Sunday, one will do Friday, <laughs> like one will try a little afternoon thing. It's just Ooh, like, afternoon one. Yeah, well, it's, it's cool seeing like how different people are doing. Like Rise and Run is doing twenty minutes up, twenty minutes back, which is a great way to do it. Because my run club, I've just been saying we go five k's, mm. but some people can't run for five k's. So that's what um that's what early ones does as well. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. But yeah, I I had to go from the thing of. Like it was actually, I, I just got sucked into like the competition aspect of it. Cause I was like, how many people can we get to our run club? Mm. Like how many? And then I realized pretty quick, especially when I lost my Instagram for, for big brother, they take over your socials. And, um, we were just getting the same people down every week and it was a small group, you know, 20 to 30 people, but you just, I got to know everyone so well. So I've kind of like stopped promoting the run club a little bit. Cause to, I don't really care if there's a, like. 20 people there, mm. 30 people. Like, um, we're not competing against anyone. I just want to have fun and, and go for a run. So, um, yeah, you know, if you're listening to this and you want to get down, get down to the run club, but uh, probably not going to promote it too much. Mm. Love that. And, and I guess in Melbourne, there's, I don't know how many, there's slowly, I see there's slowly more like, you. do you know the boys that speak and share? Yep, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like they just had their um their big, like mm. one on the third of December, so like that was that like the marathon and yeah, yeah things. Like, do you like um, do you want to do things like that like eventually or like is it just more just the run clubs just to just build and get people I guess out and about being healthy? Yeah, I mean the run clubs probably oh it's just as much for me as it is for anyone else to be honest. Um, but yeah, I mean there's things like that absolutely in in the future. I'm I'm not in a rush to kind of you know, create my own marathon or like my own half marathon. I, you know, I've, I've got an app coming out and I'll do heaps for that around promotion because naturally communities are great for prom- promotion at the end of the day. So, um, yeah, from a business perspective, for sure, I'll, I'll do stuff like that, but nothing kind of comes to mind just yet. Mm. Um, what, like to you, what's the importance of like surrounding yourself with these like-minded people in, in these kinds of environments? Yeah, I think it's it's everything, isn't it? As I mentioned before, you know, the resistance, like that's a huge one. And something like I really encourage everyone to think about, and it doesn't have to be in con- content creation. It can be in, in whatever realm of life. But like if that added resistance is often enough to stop you from doing something great, and I firmly b- believe in that. So whether that means you have to have a chat to a mate and say, hey, like when you're saying this, it's actually making me feel like shit. Mm. And, and have that awkward conversation and sit in that awkwardness and in, appreciate it and enjoy it, then good, then do that. Or if you actually just fully have to cut them out, I think that's important. But having the right people around you is, is everything. Um, yeah, I, it's it's my whole life, to be honest. Like I, I couldn't do 99% of the things I do without the people around me. So, mm. um, yeah, I think uh, you, you really want to make sure you've got the right people around, obviously. Yeah. And even on top of that, like, I mean – you're very well spoken. You're getting out of these communities, and I mean, it's not like even it's not like you're new to the whole podcast scene. Like you've got your own. You've been on probably a lot of others. What have you found like the best part in like conversing with pe- other people in this kind of environment? In, in terms of podcasting, and yeah, stuff? podcasting, yeah. even just like over over socials. Yeah, oh, I mean, there's so much. I think just like hearing people's stories, and mm. I just love seeing people having a crack. Yeah. Like that's it. it just 
it gets me that excited is seeing someone just have a go, you know, and, and whatever realm that, that may be. Um, but you know, seeing someone create a podcast or have a new business idea and then go to social media and try and like put it out there. I love watching that process because it's such like a delicate process. There's a lot riding on it and people are really nervous and that's like, that's fantastic to see. But yeah, I mean, podcasting, it's the perfect situation to, um, be able to kind of express your thoughts. And, um, if you can chill yourself out in it, uh, then I think that's where the great conversations come. Yeah. I think, like we've come a long way this this year um in terms of like starting off like we switched on in the pods like each week or even a couple a week and oh, not that i go back and listen to the first ones like regularly but when i do it's just like oh yeah what were we doing <laughs> it's cringe but yeah. i feel like like most episodes now like we find our feet and it's yeah. just pretty comfortable well, and it's so good to do with someone else because you start like understanding each other's mannerisms and stuff, you know, like mm. you two haven't cut each other off once this podcast, which is really good. And like, I remember that doing that with Gab, uh, doing the podcast together is like, we were getting to the point, like, I don't even need to look at him and I know when he's about to speak. Mm. And so he could ask a question, I could ask a question and you become, you create an environment that's really just like cultivates conversation mm. and just grows. And, and that's where you have the, the deep ones. Yeah. How do you, yeah. On yours, how do you go by yourself? Yeah, I I've, haven't done mine for a, a while now. I'm starting up when I get back to Melbourne. Um, but solo podcasts are hard. It's it's a it, that's a that's a good way to learn about yourself is a solo podcast. But essentially, what it is is you're having a conversation with yourself. Um, so I'd I'd throw out a question and then answer it, um, and then you you know prepare earlier and you have a few questions sent in by followers and listeners. Um, but it's really difficult. I'd, I'd recommend anyone to do a, a solo podcast um, and see how they go because it's a skill that's quite hard to master. But once you get it, I think it's like really enjoyable to listen to. Because you see like, you know, like some of the the real good podca- podcasters can just like I love, I love like having, what listening to podcasts when they interview people. Like I think mm. that's cool. Like I, obviously, but I love like the good podcasters that can have a whole podcast and like heaps of them are like, oh, lessons I've learned from the first hundred episodes or whatever. But they like Chris Williamson or Dara CEO, these mm. guys can just sit there with themselves for an hour, an hour and a half and just keep you so engaged. Yeah. And they're not even interviewing you. I'm just like, man, like how do they, how do they do that? And it's like, I just think that is incredible. Mm. So if you can, I'm excited to see where that goes for you. Yeah. Will you, will you interview guests as well? Probably one-on-one off would yeah. be the plan. Um, I love listening to Theo Vaughn. I don't know if you've heard much. <laughs> he's a cracker, he's mate. He's a cracker, but he does these solo ep- episodes and you just get such a good insight to his mind. You know, it's Sometimes he actually like, has one line. He goes hard. Yeah. yeah. And it's like so left field because like you listen to him and you can't help but laugh sometimes and he comes out with like <laughs> a wise like word. It's like, wait, what? Yeah, I remember like, I was watching a video, I like listened to him as well. And he said like, nothing changes if nothing changes. It's like, yeah. damn, that's fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Write that one down. Yeah. <laughs> love I it. love Theo. Touching on podcast. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, you go. You were going to get, were you going the same way? I was going to say like, which ones are you listening yeah, to? We, like, <laughs> we love Oh, like, do you like, I don't know, have any like idols or like people you look up to in that mm. space? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Diary of a CEO is a huge one. I love Joe Rogan stuff as well. I, my my kind of the the content I consume is very much like a lot of comedians, mm. um, and then a lot of phil- philosophical stuff. Um, 
I've really enjoyed a bit of Jordan Peterson stuff mm. lately. I know, you know, he can be controversial. Can be controversial. Like my my dad can't stand him. <laughs> uh, my sister hates him, and it's like I I understand that. But if you can kind of filter out, you know, his dogmatic approach and and comments, he's actually making some amazing points, and he's quite mm. emotional, and that's okay. But mm. Um, so a lot of Jordan Peterson, Simon Senek, I think is really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Diary of a CEO, plenty more. Who, who do you guys listen to? I'm going to pull up my Spotify and see who I actually listen to. Beautiful. Because I want to touch on, well, I listen to, um, have you heard of Ed Marlett? Nah. Yeah. He's goat. Mm. Trust me. What's his name? Ed Marlett. Ed, Ed Marlett. Marlett. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Listen to him. Yeah. Ed Marlett. <laughs> I just seen one then on your thing. Yeah, yeah. Mike Thurston. Mike First Thurston. things thirst. One of the, <laughs> one of the best looking blogs in the world. Rick. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we're oh, I'm Chris Williamson, Ed Milet, Diary of CEO, um, Jay Shetty. Yes, about to get there. Yeah, and Lewis Howes. Nah, never. So yeah, Strong. and um, Jay Shetty, mate. He just he's so calming, isn't he? So calming, beautiful. I love listening to a lot of his relationship stuff, particularly. Like I, I think, um, yeah, taking a lot from him, uh, yeah, I, and just yeah, so calming, such a voice. He he spoke about it on a podcast. I think it was with the direct, with um, Steve Bartlett, and he was saying he got public speaking lessons since he was five or something. Wow, yeah. mate, that if that's one thing you can give your kid coming into this day <laughs> and age. Mum and dad tried to get us to learn Mandarin. I could barely read English, so learning another language was out of the question. But my sister's fluent. Um, wow. I wish we did public speaking stuff because in this day, it is so handy to know how to construct a sentence and be able to <laughs> speak. Lewis, how's the exact same? Yeah. Same sort of setup. Like, um, I can't remember what it's called. It's called Kickstarter or something something like that. Mm. It's the exact same thing. Awesome. Mm. Mate, like, it'd be so, so handy to have. Oh, such an advantage. But we talked, like, we're talking about your podcast and, and, um, who we listen to and things because you get influence, right? So, and it's not just we, um, we get influenced by so many things, but I'd love to, you're surrounded by top five. You are the top five people you surround yourself with. So, mm. I butchered that. But who's your top five people you reckon, in, including podcasts and um, family, friends yeah. that actually influence you? Well, it's a good question. Um, yeah, like like pod, podcast wise and and content wise, definitely Diary of a CEO. Um, I constantly want to be more and more like him in the way uh, he conducts himself, in the way he manages business, and so on. So him, um, plenty of comedy stuff. I really enjoy some of Joe Rogan stuff, like the Protect Our Parks. I just I love having a good laugh and not being too PC. Like mm. I'm all for, you know, really embracing whatever comedy it, it takes to make people laugh. Um, huge fan of that. In terms of people, it's a hard one. Like obviously like, like Tom, I'm around a lot. Um, like my, my parents is, is another one. My, my best mate, Jesse, he's someone who's not in content or anything like that, but has the biggest heart of, of anyone I've ever met. And like just conducts himself in a way that's so nice to be around and so refreshing, especially as like a bloke. And Jesse, I get all of my like ideologies from him pretty much. Uh, and just someone who is so kind of like, yeah, uh, yeah, just refreshing to be around in, in regards, in regards to being a bloke, in regards to how he handles himself within his relationship, um, within his work, within his life is he's just someone I, I want to be more and more like, um, you know, to give you an example, I, 
was explaining I'm I'm over here for a funeral um which is tomorrow I think and yeah thanks boys um and I was explaining to him like like the situation and and he was like tearing up and it's like he's su- he's like fuck you're such a good person mm. you know like just explaining someone he has no relation to whatsoever and he's almost in tears over someone he's never met and I I just thought at that moment like fuck you're such a good person so yeah. he he's one um and then who else like my girlfriend as well I'm, I'm learning so much from her and um just kind of getting an insight into yeah just like how such like a gentle soul can can think and and how they conduct themselves in life because you know if you've been around sporting clubs and and blokes and all of that your whole life it's easy to just like callous your whole mind callous your body and just yeah just be so rough and uh, you know with Izzy I'm learning so much about love and and about kind of opening up and and all that sort of thing so um I think that's around five people mm. love that I love I love that's just that was just nice was, <laughs> you got real like passionate then when you're talking about Jesse yeah. and then Izzy ideology nah, I, I could I want to touch on more on the love stuff and get you opening up but <laughs> the ideologies what are those what are some some that he's taught you or that you like are real fascinated about yeah I, I think um oh a, a big one is is uh just like like what it is to be a man you know um and I think what is it yeah well I mean I don't have the the direct answer but you know, like understanding emotion and all that and, and, and how like he, Jesse's so good at talking to blokes, but then being able to like have that same conversation in a different manner with his girlfriend or like with me, you know, how he speaks with all these different people. And it's, it's not, it's not lame to tell your girlfriend you love them. It's not lame to tell your mates you love them. And he will do it in such like a beautiful way that is, um, so powerful um and and so like his ideologies and stuff look i i couldn't tell you off the cuff but i think he's just so well like he's got a really good grasp on masculinity emotion um and and love yeah so he's like beautiful yeah he knows his emotional intelligence pretty well oh hugely yeah Yeah. huge aq yeah i love that Hmm. shit (laughs) i'm just like we could keep i just want to keep asking you questions (laughs) sort of stuff but um I want to um, hit you with a couple, where which I did I did write down because I there's so many different things in your life going on at the moment. But what's one thing, man, that just like makes you happy? Like just just mm. one thing that just if it can be a big thing, can be a little thing. But actually, I just want to go one small thing that just lights you up. Um. Oh. Um, yeah, it would be obvious after all that, but, but honestly spending time with Jesse is like, it's, it's the most refreshing, like he's completely out of the game of content. He couldn't care less about, you know, like followers and all that, but he's someone like, I love Saturday night and I love getting on the piss with him. I love Sunday hungover sitting on the couch with him (laughs) even more. Like we just, we will, I could sit there with him for a week and we're just so comfortable with who we are, what we do and I'm I'm so fortunate to have a mate like that. I think it's really rare. I see it in a, in a lot of people that they they don't have um, a friend that they can a hundred percent be themselves around. Yeah. Um, so that's it's not a little thing. It's a pretty big thing. But that's that's my thing that makes me happy. Sounds like it's very grounding for you. Like having someone that's disconnected from that world and it's just Usually. like and then you can just like be yourself around him. Yeah, exactly, mate. Like we <laughs> we had a few beers 
a while ago and oh, a month or so ago and we were like, oh, I, I can't, I'm getting old and 25, as you know, I can't, I'm losing, my hearing's bloody going. And if I'm in a loud kind of bar, I can't hear, I'm going, what, what? And I love how, having, you know, deep conversations with Jesse. So we ditched the bar, went and sat at a servo, got a couple of bottles of water and sat down for, I reckon it was four hours. We just sat on the side of a servo, just sinking water and just chatting. So oh, that's, that's, that's the <laughs> yeah, that's the best times. The, the best times, yeah. mate. <laughs> you know, it's just... Um, so the DMs happen. Yeah, literally, <laughs> exactly. It, was, it literally looked like we were at a festival on multiple <laughs> substances, um, but just a couple of beers. <laughs> that's awesome, mate. A few cordials. Yeah, a few cordials, <laughs> that's it. So, you, Tom, you mentioned the world. One thing in the world you, you'd never lost faith in. Ooh, shit, good question. Um... Oh, do you have any examples of things that you you guys have never lost faith in? I've never lost faith, I guess, in my family support. Ooh, strong. So, at times I've questioned it, but never lost faith in it. So, mm. um, and the only reason I've like questioned it was when I cut footy. When I cut footy out of my life. So, my whole thing with my football career was respect for my old man. And I was like, you know, when I was playing footy, I was like, you know, my dad respects me because I'm mm. playing footy. Yeah. And once I got there listed and my world pretty much fell apart because I felt, you know, like a failure and a loser and all these sort of things, I was like, does my dad still respect me? Mm. And I didn't, I never lost faith in it, but I questioned it. And it wasn't until I dropped him off at the airport, had a conversation, said, dad, and I literally went silent like that for so long. And I'm like, he goes, you all right? And I'm like, dad, I don't want to play footy anymore. Yeah. And he goes, oh, yeah? Why is that? And I was just like, well, I just don't enjoy it anymore, this, this, and this. And he goes, all right, cool. So what are you going to do? You're just going to start do your work stuff? I was like, yeah. And I was like, do you not respect me? And he goes, what? What do you mean, mate? And I was like, I respect you for your choices and what you want to do with your life. I don't respect you because you play football. Mm. And... So that's one thing I've questioned but never lost faith in that um, regard. And the same with my brothers, my mum, my stepmom, my sister. They've never lost faith. Mm. That's one thing. And I think you can question, I can question it at times, but I've never, that's one thing that I've never lost faith is their love and support. And, mm. I, and it's not, people say it's their job, it's their role to support you and stuff like that. But there's a lot of people out there that have lost faith in their family. Um, or they don't have that right support structure system like we, we're lucky enough us three to have. So mm. that's probably one thing for me. Yeah, it's a good one. Do you have anything? I, I'd be the same, like growing up in such like a family-orientated or like cult, like in our culture kind of thing, like mum's Italian mm. and just like the, as you know, just like in the Italian culture, like family is held like such like a, a value and now um, yeah, I definitely say that. And it's so like, for me, like when everything, I get tired, like the Perth life, it's a bit fast for me. Sometimes I can go down there and just like, it's like I can take a breath of fresh air. I can get mm. down there and just like nestle in with like mom and dad again. It's like a, well, just chill out a bit. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I kind of, I think I'm going to ride on the back of both of those, to be honest, but more so to do with, with my sister. She's my best friend. She's two, two years older than me. And we like just kick it together all the time. Um, and yeah, always felt supported and, and never lost faith in that relationship. Um, when I was 18, she started, yeah, I was 18, she started dating one of my best friends and they're still together. And I remember at that time feeling like 
like really hard done by. It's a long time ago now. Hate your mate. Hate, mate, I was yeah. I was trying to put a brick through his window. Yeah. Like it, I I hated him. Um, and and I think even through that, I was so dirty and pissed off. But I, you know, you don't lose faith in that relationship. So um, yeah, I'd, I'd say my my relationship with my sister would be my one. Now I want you to be full humble. Not humble, sorry, that's the wrong word. I don't want you to be humble. I want okay. you to be full, honest, and really reflect on yourself here. Mm-hmm. Like, and be proud of yourself because the question is, what do you feel very proud of or love that you never tell anyone or you never express? Mm. It's a good, good question. Um, mm. I'd say. It's to do with kind of um, I, through, through school and, and all of that, I, I was never considered – I've been told I'm dumb my whole life, not by parents, not by family, just by peers, by teachers. Um, and I was never meant to do anything with my life that's particularly impressive, let's say. It, it, at least that's a perception I felt. Um and it's something I battle with a lot now still is like the second someone doubts me, I'm like gloves on, like I'll, I'm going out to prove them wrong. Um, so like, I'm really proud of the fact I've kind of been able to, in, in the short time I've been on this planet, being able to do something with impact. Um, and I genuinely mean that. Like I, I didn't think coming out of school, I would do anything that amazing. Uh, I didn't think I would have impact on any particular individual, but to be able to go to these run clubs, to get these messages and just to see the general progression of, of people within my circle um, has been like the most kind of um, rewarding thing, but something, the thing I'm absolutely most proud of is, is honestly just being able to do something with my life. How often do you think you give yourself credit or like say I'm proud of this for? Yeah, never, never. Yeah. Very, very rarely. Um, and, and I think it's something I should absolutely do more, uh, but on the same token, I get a little bit caught up in like that grind set mm. bullshit and it's like, no, nah, fucking head down, keep going. Yeah. Um, the big, big brother was one where I was, like, I was actually able to take a step back, um, you know, just recently and go like, nah, that was, that was cool. Like no one watched it. <laughs> it flopped completely and I couldn't care less about that. And, and I didn't win, but like. Did come second. That was, yeah, well, well second or third, we don't know. <laughs> I should have bloody won it. But, um, and. <laughs> Yeah, uh, how did girls want? Oh, mate, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that, that's another one. It's like, yeah, no, nah, that was actually, that was cool. Like I did something cool there, mm. you know? I, um, yeah, cause you never like, you never get to sort of reflect and, and, and stuff like that. And there'd be so many things, like you said, you're making a huge impact. And mm. mate, I, this is the first time we've met and I've, um, only known you from the outside, from socials, but, I don't feel you would, you've changed from <laughs> who you were as a 14-year-old to who you are now. Like you, yeah. My perception of you, mate, is you're a... I don't want to blow too much smoke up. <laughs> you're just a genuine, <laughs> empathetic, kind person that literally cares about impacting lives in a positive way. And mm. I feel like, yeah, that might not be in your purpose when you're 14, 15, 16, but I feel like you haven't lost who you are along the journey, which is... A big credit to who you are um, and who knows, I'm, I could be wrong, but I don't <laughs> think I am. Um, and I just want to say like, you, you, firstly for coming on our podcast is 
massive for us and we can't thank you enough. But to be in Perth and to, to help two blokes out on a, on a potty and just have a chat, like I've got so much out of this conversation mm. and got to know you and I've only, I don't even know how long we've been going for. And I feel like I've connected on a lot, on a deeper level. And to have you say, yes, yep, I can do this time. Like we were, we were mucking you around a little bit during the week <laughs> with timings and stuff. But like you said, you've had, you've got a run thing Friday. You're doing your own one Sunday. You've got probably all these meetings. People wanting to catch up. Like you caught up with um good mate of mine, Zachy Langdon. Like you, you're doing so much for other people. And I just <laughs> want to say, mate, like that's, like really really nice and just i guess it's i don't know it's just a it's just a really kind thing and a kind and you're in your person and your nature so um <laughs> lastly yeah thank you for doing that and and giving us your time but um i just think it's really cool to see that no matter your socials who you are in person what you're doing is you're just being yourself oh thanks mate so, well said Bubba. yeah i just think it's really it's it's good to see and it gives it gives me a bit of bit of hope that there's um a lot of people out there doing the right thing for the for for bigger reasons than themselves yeah oh boys thanks so much and thanks for facilitating such a a beautiful conversation i haven't had a conversation like this in a, in a long time i think last time i'd had i'd probably had about 150 beers when i've had a conversation <laughs> like this so it's nice to do it sober and um yeah i i really appreciate it and this podcast is going to do do really well um, so. and do numbers. So keep going. Before we get into the last question, which Bubba will conduct, um, let the listeners know where we can reach you. Like, check out some of your stuff. Yep, yeah. Um, Lewis Phillips 1 2 or 12, uh, which was a huge muck up on my behalf because I didn't think it through when I created the, the name. But uh, it's Lewis Phillips 1 2 um on social media yeah on all social media so yep. you can reach me there and then this app that i'm coming out with very soon dropping kind of uh, late jan i think will be it's called um interval i-n-t-v-l um essentially creating a, a running app that's just kind of um got programming and a whole lot of content and stuff in there um so for beginners and and advanced runners beautiful epic well um yeah look forward to that and we'll include all the links to yeah the stuff in the show Thank notes you. so check them out but yeah bubba over the, the last week, who's someone that you are just extremely grateful for? Great question. Um, I'd say my dad, uh, just like the, the, the best thinker ever. Um, and yeah, a real, real rock in the family. I, you know, sadly lost an, an uncle, uh, who's like, we're, we're over here for a funeral and, and, you know, that's been great for perspective. Um, but then on top of that, you know, to drive that perspective home, I think dad's there to, to really kind of get some messages across and, and in a pragmatic sense, sense that's not, um, you know, emotionally charged or, you know, going to create all this emotion for, for anyone else's benefit. It's just like a real kind of um, pragmatic response and, and I appreciate him for that. Mm. you, Matt? Oh, after, over the last week, well, I mean, as you know, like, we've had a pretty hectic week or two. Um, so like we were in Melbourne the other week and so, and then coming back, transitioning, like, cause I had pretty much like a couple of days up here and then went shot down South for a couple of days. But so I would say yourself and Han, just how much you guys were a rock in, in, in Melbs and this, how much like, that was the most time we've actually spent together, like <laughs> within a couple of days. Mm. So that was really good. That was fun. fun. And yeah. Fun. Yeah. So I would say yourself and Han, mate. And then um, just the last days in particular, like mum and dad, just like being able to mm. go down and 
chill out and just absolutely just um, have a little cooked dinner and it's like, I've missed like a home-cooked meal. Eh? Yeah. Um, so I've said them, I say them a lot on the pod, but it's true. love those guys. So shout out mum and dad again. Shout out. Bye-bye. Mate, mine is uh, my older brother. He's um he's up at the moment, um and it's just like, just grateful for the little things he does. Like um I'm in I'm staying in Perth for for Christmas. This will be obviously about after that. So he just like went out. He's just sent me a message. He goes, "Hey mate, there's a little prezi under the tree for you. Don't want you to be you know not have anything to open." Um and then he he's like, "Oh bro, I was at the shop, so I got this for you." Um just he's just doing the little things, and he's just moved to Perth, so. I'm grateful for the little things he does for me, but I'm also grateful for the big, like the big step. He's moved from Cal to Perth. He's 28 years old, 29, but still, like he's been down there for five years, and just grateful for his support. But he's grateful for his like, just his willingness to to take that step and move to Perth to teach, mm. which would be sick, inspiring. Yeah. Well done, lads. Um, Love I, it. I, I do look at the time and see how we go, and just like <laughs> Bubba and I, the last couple episodes, was oh, like that's a, that's a PB, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. PB. It, it flew. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. The time. We even just like sometimes like yeah, we might need to start cutting them back. But as you say that, let's get longer. Yeah, let's get longer. <laughs> just let it fly. Let it fly. Go yeah. part one, part two. <laughs> yeah, <It's not laughs> roping <bad>. in. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, we might have to stop doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Classic. Nah. But um yeah, to the listeners, thanks again for tuning in. Louis, thanks again once. What what? Um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> once again. But um yeah, check out the socials, check out the links below. And yeah, tune in next time as well. Thanks, Cheers. Boys. Cheers. You, my friend, have just made it to the end of another Switched On podcast. Thank you very, very much. If you enjoyed the episode, it would be a massive help if you could follow the channel, rate five stars, of course, please, tap the notification bell, share with friends and family, or you could do them all. If you want to get in touch to suggest some feedback, suggest a guest, or even advertise your brand, reach out to our Instagram DM. And also be sure to check out our website for more information, resources, and updates for what we've got coming up. Thanks once again. Stay Switched On.